0: Welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. I am Gary Zimak. Today is August the 20th, and I'm so glad that you're able to close out the week with me on the program. Today we're going to look at God's providence. God does provide. Boy, sometimes, though, it just doesn't seem like He's going to, doesn't it? And sometimes I think He is providing, but we don't realize it. Sometimes He provides in unexpected ways. We're going to look at a story from the Book of Ruth today, and um, it's the it's the first reading from today's daily mass, and and it just it just caught me. Uh, and I you know I I always really try to depend on the Spirit to lead me when it comes to these programs, what it is should, that I should talk about. But I thought this is it for today, God's providence, because if you're listening to this show, you like me probably um, you've got something in your life. That seems a little sketchy right now. Is God really going to come through? Or if he comes through, is he going to give me exactly what I need? Or, you know, even if we know he provides intellectually, we know it in our heads. We've heard it before. Yes, the Father in heaven will provide. Jesus said it. When we're up against it, when we have, when we have our backs against the wall, and when there's, a, you know, you're, as an analogy, or as an example, you're in a car you're traveling 70 miles an hour you're headed toward a brick wall and you know that your brakes can stop you but then you begin to step on the brakes and they f- and and you feel that they're failing and you still are headed right into that wall you're you're traveling at a high rate of speed and you're thinking oh God are you going to come through right that's that's the kind of situation we often find ourselves in yeah intellectually we believe it God provides. But what about when your your bank account is just about empty? What about when your cancer treatments or the cancer treatments for a close friend or relative, they just don't seem to be working? What about if you're you're trying to organize an event and you're you're hoping to get some help and and the help just isn't coming, but that deadline isn't moving? You know you know that feeling? That's what we're going to talk about today, and I think if we look at this story, because in this story that we're going to look at from the book of Ruth, there is there is an example of not only God's providence, but his super abundant providence. He provides in bigger ways than we can often expect, and that's what we're going to get. Well, that's the message I'm going to try to relate to to you out of this uh, this passage from the book of Ruth. So I hope you'll be able to settle in and, and spend some time with me. I plan to be here for the remainder of the show, and I really hope, I hope that you'll be able to join me and stick around, because it wouldn't be the same without you. So with that in mind, let's pr- let's pray to the God who provides. Let's pray to our provider, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father right now. I would be honored if you would join me. I'll lead You just follow along. Okay, you ready? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for once again being here for us. Thank you for always being willing to hear from your children, to provide for their needs. Um, And and as one of your children, I'm going to say thank you, Father. Thank you for creating me. Thank you for sustaining my life every day. From the first moment of my conception right up until the present time. Thank you, Father, for, for, for providing the air that I need to breathe. Thank you for giving me functioning lungs that allow me to process that air and be kept alive. Thank you for the blood that flows through my body. I have no control over my body internally, my blood, my lungs. My internal organs, that's all you, Father, taking care of me, providing the sustenance I need to keep me alive. So thank you for that. Father, thank you for the ability to come on this podcast and talk about you, to talk about your goodness to us, to talk about your love. Father, you're an amazing Father, and we're so grateful to be able to be your children. We ask you to provide for all of our needs this day. We thank you for sending us Jesus, our Savior. We thank you for not leaving us orphans. Thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. And Father, I ask you to pour out your Spirit on me today so that I can deliver the message you would like me to deliver. Father, I also ask that you open all of our hearts and all of our minds to be receptive to the message that you have for us. We ask these things, Father, in the most holy and the most sacred name of the King of, King, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, there you go. We prayed, so thank you very much for joining me in prayer as we talk to our Heavenly Father. So how are you doing today? You doing Well, it's a bit of a dreary day sort of humid and muggy but not too bad I'm looking outside right now it's not raining I hope you I hope you're doing okay I hope the weather is not too extreme where you are I know there are there are instances of extreme weather around the country uh, and really across the world but I, but I hope where you are things are well um, I you know I pray for you every day I prayed for you this morning I'll continue to pray for you and know that you're covered in prayer. I I just want you to know that. Anyway, my name is Gary Zimek. You're listening to Following the Truth. Today is the Friday edition of the program. Now, a couple of pieces of news. I've been mentioning this. I want to make sure I say it today. Since this is the Friday show, you know, we know we have no show on, no podcast on Saturday or Sunday, but the Gary Zimak Show, which is my weekly podcast, is now available. You can download that now from wherever you got this podcast, and we're going to be reflecting on the Sunday mass reading. So if you need something over the weekend, you need a little dose of your friend GZ, you can can download the podcast. Now, as I mentioned on the show for the past couple of days, uh, Monday... Tuesday and Wednesday of next week there will be no following the truth podcast so don't panic this is the last podcast for the next few days my goal is to come back on Thursday of next week with a brand new podcast of following the truth so i always like to let you know when i'm when i'm going to take off take some time off i don't remember the last day i've taken off But I I have a few things to do, and it would really help me to not do the podcast. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you're not going to be hearing from me on the podcast. But I will, God willing, be back on Thursday for a a new episode of the program. Now, with that in mind, if you have subscribed to my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, you're going to hear from me on Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So those emails are still going to go out if you have not yet signed up, why don't you give it a try? It's it's one email a day. I, I send out a Bible verse and a short reflection. I don't spam you. You get one email. I mean, it's hard enough for me to get one email out a day, let, let alone <laughs> spam you. I do not share your email addresses with anyone, and I underscore that anyone. They are not shared. And, uh, and you know, you can unsubscribe at any time. So if you get a little sick of getting the daily emails, then you can always unsubscribe. But this is something, it's, it's a way that I, I like to uh, keep in keep in contact with you. And, uh, you know, I say a lot of times we're walking to, let's walk together, let's walk together through life, let's help one another. This is one of the ways that I do it, in addition to this podcast, in addition to my weekly podcast and all of my talks and my writings, but... This uh, these daily emails have really I've gotten a lot of compliments about them. So I so I know they're having an effect, and I'm I'm really grateful. If you're somebody who has written to me, who has uh, made a donation, you know a lot of people have donated to my ministry, saying they really appreciate the emails. Um, I I thank you for that. I thank you for letting me know. It really means a lot to me to let to when you let me know that you do appreciate the work that I do. So thank you for that. So if you haven't haven't yet signed up for the uh, the daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled podcast, why don't you give it a try? So followingthetruth.com. And here's the deal with that. It's very simple. All you need to do is supply your email address. You don't even need to put your name. Option, the name is optional. Just put the email address if that's what you want, and that's that's fine. Then you're signed up, and you'll be all set. Uh, while you're at followingthetruth.com, why don't you check out some of my other resources, including... You can find out how to bring me to your parish or your conference to speak. And I'm I'm really excited. Somebody was asking me, I was talking to my publisher today about, well, it, not the book that's coming out next month, or not the book that's coming out in spring of 2022, but I've got another book coming out in spring of 2023. It's kind of bizarre to think about that. But we were talking about... Um, um, we were, we were talking about, um, this is amazing. I can't think of what we're talking about. <laughs> I can't believe what That's really embarrassing. I, I forgot the point I was trying to make. Well, <laughs> the point is, I guess the uh, Holy spirit, you know, sometimes you remind me of who's in charge of this show, man, that's pathetic. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I remember. Thank you, spirit boy. I, I covered that up. Well, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I I really uh, one of the things that my publisher was saying that was uh, to me was, Gary, people like your writing because you're very transparent. Well, that's that's an example of it right right there. Totally blanked out what what the the thing I meant to say. We were talking about Lent and she was saying, how's your how's your Lent looking for 2022? And I said, it's pretty good. It's 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 getting filled up. So it's I, I am so thankful I have done. I think one talk this year because of the pandemic. I went to Wisconsin earlier this year. I've done some virtual work, but the, it was the only live talk that I gave. I've got some more coming up next month, and I'm, I'm really thankful about that. But I'm looking forward to Lent. It's going to be busy for me. That's Lent of 2022. And now we're talking about another book in 2023. It's kind of bizarre to think that far in the future. But in the in the world of publishing, I, I need to do that. I that's the what I'm forced to do. Anyway, lots of good stuff coming. Check out followingthetruth.com for more information about my work. Don't you like it when I just completely make myself look like a dope? <laughs> like that case. I mean, I couldn't even fake that one. I had no idea where I was going. Whew, that was a tough one. All right, God provides. God provides. This is, I, I think, one of the... And I, and I go back to the fact that, I, you know, being in full-time ministry, this is the past close to 10 years this has been a very challenging uh, concept for me that God will provide when you're looking when I'm looking at my bank account being really empty and not a lot of speaking work on the horizon you know and I've been there multiple times over the past 10 years it's very easy to say I don't think you're going to come through for me God but he always has now not Always in the way that I expected. There was a period where I went to work at a parish for a little while, and he's you know we've we've been forced to scale down our, our we had to move into a much smaller home. I mean, there's things that we've had to do in response to the Lord. Um, he provided in certain ways. Sometimes he gave us ideas about things we could do, such as scale back on our, our living expenses, or he gave me the idea to go get a job in a parish. And the parish, as providence would have it, was willing to take me and and it worked out. But, but I've seen him provide in many ways over the years. And when you look throughout the Bible, you see stories of his provision. I, I, I bring this to you because I would suspect that maybe in the past, maybe in the future, or maybe right now at the present moment, you will deal with the situation where you can't get the job done. You don't have what it takes to provide for your needs, and you really need God to come through. And, and, you know, in reality, any of the food that we eat, any of the money that we have in the bank, our houses, everything really comes from God. It it all comes from Him, but we don't don't think about that. So every one of us has been the recipient of, of God's providence, this is a story, and it comes from the Book of Ruth, of God really taking care of His people. Let me let me just set this up a little bit. Now, this is the first reading from today's daily mass. It's from Ruth chapter one. Now, the story of Ruth, uh, just to, just to summarize, there was a a woman, her name was Naomi, and she lived in Bethlehem in, in Judah. And because there was a famine in Bethlehem. You know, a lot of times God allows things to happen in our lives to to make us, to to sort of guide us down a certain path. And in a sense, that's providence too. My job layoff, which launched my full-time ministry, that was God's providence. It didn't seem like it at the time. So there's a famine here. And Naomi and her husband, in an attempt to get some food, they went to a country named Moab, where where there was not a famine taking place. So Naomi, her husband, and their two children, two sons, they were living there, and the husband died. Now she remember, she's living in a foreign country, and then eventually her two sons died as well. So we have this widow who really has no way to support herself. Back in the the uh biblical times widows were really really vulnerable so she's in a foreign country and she has nowhere to turn for support she has two daughter-in-laws but she has no mail to provide and and, and typically back in in those days that's what was needed the mail provided for the family so Naomi made the decision to travel back to Bethlehem, which is where she came from, and her daughter in laws uh, were going with her. The the two of them were Ruth and Orpa. They were the the daughter in laws of Naomi. They said we're going to go with you, but as they got started, Naomi said to them, "Why don't you stay here? Don't don't leave your homeland." Because they were from Moab, she told her daughter in laws to stay and to go back to their mothers. She. Naomi was going to go venture back to um, to her homeland of Bethlehem by herself. So, Orpah decided to take her up on her offer. She went back to her mother Ruth. On the other hand, her other daughter in law, uh, the individual for whom this book is named, she said, "I'm not leaving you. I am not deserting you. I will. I will not. Um, I will not abandon you." And her exact quote is, uh, "Well, let me let me read this." Now, I realize I'm paraphrasing the entire uh, biblical passage, but I want I want to read it. So the the daughter in law uh, Ruth says, "I'm going to go back with you." All right. Now that's that's the gist of the story. Let me read it for completeness, and then I'm going to continue on and tell you what happened and how God provided. Once in the time of the judges, there was a famine in the land, so a man from Bethlehem of Judah departed with his wife and two sons to reside on the plateau of Moab. Eli Melech, the husband of Naomi, died, that's her husband, and she was left with her two sons who married Moabite women, one named Orpah, the other Ruth. When they had lived there about 10 years, both both Malon and Chilion, her sons, they died also. And the woman was left with neither her two sons nor her husband. Again, she is uh, living what we would call maybe the worst case scenario. This This is doom for her. She then made ready to go back from the plateau of Moab because word reached her that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So now we see an example of God's providence. So she needs a way to survive. She received word. That the famine back in Bethlehem was over, that the Lord had what? Had provided for his people, so she's gonna go back where the food is. So Orpah kissed her mother in law goodbye, but Ruth stayed with her. And Naomi said, See now your sister in law, she's talking to Ruth, has gone back to her people and her God. But go back go back after your sister in law. And and this is what I this is what I love. I mean, you talk about faithfulness and dedication. Ruth said to her mother-in-law, Do not ask me to abandon or forsake you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and my God, your God. She's not deserting her mother-in-law. Thus, it was said that Naomi returned with the Moabite daughter-in-law, Ruth, who accompanied her back from the plateau of Moab. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now, the, the the daily Mass reading ends there. The fact that, and this is where it's really cool, because sometimes God, God's providence isn't just like a lightning bolt from the sky and all of a sudden everything's better. Sometimes it's a gradual unfolding. So what happened was, because Ruth made the decision to accompany her mother-in-law back to Bethlehem right they get back there and Ruth the daughter-in-law meets a man named Boaz and she marries him and she comes into money so you see you see how this providence is playing out Naomi is helpless but through the kindness of Ruth and we could say Ruth was inspired by the Holy Spirit possibly you don't hear a lot of talk about the Old Testament, about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Or she was inspired by the Lord in some way, possibly, to love and protect and take care of her mother-in-law. So she went with her. And through Ruth, Naomi was able to indeed be provided for. Really cool story, right? But it doesn't end there. Ruth and her husband um, Boaz had a son. His name was Obed. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of King David. Does that sound familiar? And from the line of David descended, yep, our Savior, Jesus Christ. So because of God's providence, because of Ruth accompanying her mother-in-law back to her homeland of Bethlehem, what do we have? Not only is this helpless, totally defenseless, helpless widow provided for her needs, her immediate needs are met, but you and I, we have a Savior who comes into the world. So, you know, if you are questioning how God provides, if and and we all question from time to time because sometimes He uses unconventional means, sometimes He operates gradually, as in this case, it did not it didn't unfold instantly. It was it was a process, okay. But he does provide, and this story, you know, if you get a chance, read the book of Ruth. I think it's only four chapters. It's not very long at all, but it's just a great story of when all appears to be hopeless, that God comes through. He comes through and provides for his people. It makes no sense that God would create us, which he did. You and I, we had nothing to do with our creation. Nothing. We didn't determine our parents. We didn't determine where geographically we would be born. We didn't determine when we would be born. So somebody was in charge of this. And that somebody was God. God willed that we would be born at a certain point in time to a certain set of parents at a particular location. That was His will. It would make no sense that God would not provide for our needs. That doesn't mean we don't have to suffer sometimes. That doesn't mean it's not going to look bleak. That doesn't mean there's going to be bumps, there's not going to be bumps in the road. But Jesus tells us very clearly in the Sermon on the Mount that our Father in Heaven takes care of the birds and He will take care of us. This is an example of that. But, you know, you can take a a snapshot, if you want to call it that, at any point in time of this story. After the husband and the sons of Naomi died, you know, there was any number of days you could look at that and say, this is horrible. And Naomi could have looked at her life and said, I am not going to survive. Even when she headed back to her homeland. You know, there was no guarantee that she was going to be provided for. But because Ruth went with her, you see, and and this is a process that took time to develop. It didn't happen instantly. Because Ruth went with her, God used Ruth to provide for the needs of Naomi and ultimately for the needs of the entire world in need of a Savior, pretty incredible isn't it again this is one of those stories you know so many times we can we've heard it before and we might look at it and say i know the details great story really nice right or maybe we don't even know all the details I, i think we 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 do ourselves and god a disservice when we read a story like this in the bible And don't apply it to our own lives. Because he wants us to apply it to our own lives. This is not just a good novel. You read a book, you don't always have to apply it to your life. You read a biography or a a fictional book. And the author of the book is not necessarily speaking to you. But when you read the Bible, the real way you should read the Bible is to first understand what the heck's going on in the story, but then apply it to your life. What is God saying to me? through this story and I think the message here is very clear he's saying I'm going to provide for the needs of my people but just trust me you know and again at any point in time it might not have looked good for Naomi but as it played out it began to make sense so I would say the same thing for you whatever's going on in your life right now whatever you're struggling with it may look hopeless but in reality, that's an opportunity for God. Don't stop praying and don't give up. Don't be discouraged. If you have questions, you can always email me even over the weekend at Gary at following the truth.com. It's so great to be here with you. It really is. And please remember that for the next three days, there will be no podcast. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no podcast, and then uh, the intent. Uh, my intent is to return on Thursday. I'm going to say God willing, because it's all up to Him. You know, I hope to be here, but uh, but we never know, do we? So, um, thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for again for your comments, thanks for your donations, and if you're able to help me out to keep me going in the summer, please consider making a donation to my ministry by going to followingthetruth.com and just click on donate, and you can either make a a one-time donation, or become a monthly sponsor. Um, I, I could use a few monthly sponsors, so if you're able to do that, anywhere from 10 to, I think I have $1,000 up there per month, you know, whatever works for you. Whatever works for you would really help me. So if you're able to become a monthly sponsor, or if you'd rather make a one-time donation, whatever you want to do, just go to followingthetruth.com and click on Donate, and then you can do it totally securely online through PayPal, and it really does mean a lot to me. It's how I'm surviving. It's kind of tough right now without any speaking work, Um, and the summer is just always dreadfully slow when it comes to opportunities, but thank you, and remember that I'm praying for you every day. Please continue, if you wouldn't mind, to pray for me uh, as well, that I can continue to reach more and more people with the good news. We live in a world that has become more and more hopeless and uh desperate and discouraged, we, we need to change that because as this is this Bible story today reminds us, God's going to provide. God is completely in control. The world belongs to him, even though it doesn't seem like it. The world and all of its resources belong to God. He created everything, He created everything out of nothing. So uh, he can certainly make things happen if necessary. Hey, have a great weekend. And uh, I look forward to being back with you on Thursday of next week. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. And remember, God will provide. See you next time.